Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Trail Life Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Stoner. Thanks for jumping on another adventure with me. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about New York City trail life. Uh, that's right. You heard me correctly. New York City <laughs> does have a trail scene. So, um, And to do so, I've brought in a very special guest. She's not only an entrepreneur in the fitness industry, she's a, a personal trainer, a nutrition coach. She's a motivational speaker and new author um, that we'll get into as well. Uh, but please, let's welcome my next guest, Carmel Jean-Francois. Help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. I don't wanna hurt nobody. Well, I don't wanna fight. Well, offer me the peace of mind and let me. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you so much for pronouncing my name correctly. Oh, no problem. <laughs> you know, it's it's so I've I have butchered a number of names in my lifetime, so I'm glad that I actually got yours correct. So <laughs> <Appreciate that. laughs> I, uh, you know, being a, a race organizer and having to announce awards at events. It's, I feel so bad when I have to mispronounce people's names. So <laughs> I, I will say I probably practiced about 20 minutes just repeating your name over and over oh, again wow. to make sure that I, I didn't oh, butcher wow. it. So. <laughs> okay, well, you did great. You passed. A plus for you. <laughs> yes. All right. This is good. Um, so, you know, it's it's great. I I don't really get a chance to talk to a lot of East Coast trail runners and especially New York City trail runners. And and when you and I first had our uh, first interaction, our first conversation via email, I had no idea that there was so many parks in New York City. And I started doing the research and I'm like, oh my God, there's some gorgeous locations here. And so yes. now trying to like want to just learn a little bit more. I have a chance to go to the East Coast, I don't know, maybe once or twice a year. And so when I go there, you know, I wanna I wanna be able to get a run in, but I don't want to I don't really want to do it on the streets, right? I want to go and <laughs> and I think the I think always and I've mentioned this to prior is the go-to for tourists is Central Park. And right. it's kind of like overplayed, I think, in some degree, even though it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, New York City. Um, yeah, it's, it it's gorgeous. But I definitely would love to would love to see what else New York City has to offer from from the trails. So with that being said, mm -hmm. um, what part of what part of New York you, you live in right now? So I, I live in Queens, New York. So uh, compared to uh, Central Park, which most people are probably familiar with, it's maybe a 20 minute drive with no traffic. And um, <laughs> I say no traffic because then <laughs> add the traffic on and it could add another hour to that 20 minutes, right? <laughs> that's that's for um, true. <laughs> or maybe even, you know what? It's even like a 30 minute subway ride and that's pretty consistent no matter how um, how congested it is. So I do, so I live in Queens the borough of Queens and it's still very much city life right we have the streets and in order for me to get to the park or even surrounding the area if I just want to um, mix it up a little bit I have to deal with cars and, and traffic lights and um, I do run with a group and we are competitive in that we do a lot of races in Central Park so uh -huh. all my races are in Central Park and because of it I have this love-hate relationship with Central <laughs> Park because it's actually quite beautiful yeah. And it's always filled with so much energy and people, but it's kind of like I get there and, you know, the racing is a little stressful sometimes. You cross <laughs> the finish line and it's like, yay! 
<laughs> but other than that, it's kind of like, why am I doing this? Nike is not paying for me to run here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Central Park, yes, is gorgeous. But I don't know um, so much about the trails in Central Park. I don't even know if there are trails in Central Park. I just know. It's, yeah, it's mostly just roads and stuff, right? It's, it's, like- it's a lot of roads and it's a lot of open space and green. And a lot of it is very well manicured and kept up and there's a zoo there and there's a pool there and there's you know there's uh, all kinds of things to watch and do and see as far as trail running i don't think so and then the other trails that i would know about would be upstate new york where you're actually sitting in car for three hours with no traffic right um but actually in new york city i'm really lucky jeff that i live in queens and this park Forest Park is literally right across the street from my building. I call it my backyard. So that's my backyard. <laughs> so <laughs> I live in a two bedroom apartment, quite small, no big deal. I love where I live, but I didn't venture into the park until maybe five years after I had moved in. And it was just on the track. And I met somebody on the track that said, I run with a group, join us. And they took me into the trails. It was amazing. I didn't even feel like I was in New York anymore. If you told me I was in any other part of the world, I would believe it. And it's interesting because every spring or so, we see people there with their big cameras and they're they're bird watching. So we have exotic birds too. And I'm like, (laughs) but but this is Queens. Like, I don't, (laughs) I really, but I have that New Yorker mind that we don't have anything beautiful like that here. But we actually really, really do so it's exciting to live here you know that, that's the thing right you kind of it, i i actually when i was doing my research i didn't know that there was so many parks in new york itself but yeah. in queens you guys have got a number of parks are they and and we'll get into the explanation of forest park because i i uh, looking at photos and looking at you know some of the research behind it it, it sounds amazing but yeah. and i've learned that it's the third largest park in queens so are for for your backyard as we'll as we'll call it right <laughs> is there um, are all of the parks big enough to have like trail systems in them or is it just one or two that the biggest Park in Queens is the Flushing Meadow Corona Park, and they don't have trails. It's just a huge park, and they have all kind. They too have a zoo, and they have lots of places where you can barbecue and grill, and they have, you know, their basketball courts, and 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 they play soccer. So there's a lot. There's a lot to do there. They have fairs every weekend there, and that park is also full of energy because of it. I feel like Forest Park is like Queens' best kept secret because there's not so many people that come to the park simply because there's not so much to do like all the other popular parks are. So there's a a lot of trails and we get to see the horses in Queens. So that's always fun too. Oh, so that's that's it. So that brings the country lifestyle to New York City, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, and you were saying it doesn't, like from what I've seen, it doesn't really have a lot of the amusement style stuff, right? So it's pretty much trail based. So from Forest Park, like if if I was a trail runner coming out to New York City and I made a stop at Forest Park, go ahead and explain kind of the landscape and what the trails look like. Because in my mind, 
right? I, I, I work in Colorado and I work here in San Diego. So I, I have this idea of trails always having a little bit of mountain range to it, a little bit of rugged, like technical stuff. Like what, what are, what are the trails like in, in Forest Park? I have very little to compare it to. I've been to Bear Mountain, which is, again, is upstate, but that's a mountain. This is, um, this is just a park in Queens. So I have very little to compare it to as far as my experience running on trails is concerned. But, um, it is a trail where they have the color codes to make sure that you don't get lost in there because you can oh, get lost nice. in there. Okay. However, it, if you walk like in what if you walk straight long enough, you will get to the street eventually, <laughs> and then and and it won't take long. So it's actually it's actually oh, I wish I looked into it a little bit. I wish I was a little bit more prepared, Jeff, and I looked into it. But <laughs> <laughs> I, um, like the square footage and everything, you probably know more about the park at this point than I do. We we're able to take it and run about two hours inside on the trails just kind of like taking the different turns and zigzagging and there are hills and a lot of the hills are quite steep um and sometimes we try to just avoid them right because they <laughs> <laughs> come on you guys can't avoid the hills come on now <laughs> they're a little challenging but no we really can't avoid the hills so we do make the hills a lot but then there are really steep hills it is rugged a lot of it is very thin and some of them are wider to accommodate the horses a lot of them are very very thin and you can see people just kind of like really walk by and 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 things like that and trees kind of you know the bushes and they they do they do keep it well managed but in the spring and the summer as you can imagine after two days of rain the it really looks like a forest you know it's, yeah. it's amazing how much rain brings out all this foliage um but it's it's nice and and i felt like last year during the pandemic when the pandemic brought everybody out into the fresh air i was like what's happening you know it wasn't <laughs> queen's best kept secret anymore. and i actually liked it when it was more quiet Jeff. i was just like why is everybody in my park? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, that's kind of, I think, I think a lot of, of trail runners and a lot of people and outdoor enthusiasts kind of felt that same way, right? Yeah, okay, so I would everybody, everybody, there's a hundred more people out on the trail than you're used to. So it's, yes, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. So, and I mean, it's actually quite nice because, you know, people find their little places and you mm -hmm. see places where, um, you know, there was a party here last night and yeah. you see like little areas where uh, people just having like just, alone time. We've seen people in there doing their yoga, people in there doing their breathing exercises. So that's actually really quite nice. And like I said, once we're inside on the trails, we really don't hear the city. And actually, I'll be quite honest with you, there's a parkway that runs along I believe on the west side of the um, park and the cars passing by, we just, it, it sounds like ocean waves to us oh. because it's far enough in the distance all right now you're talking my language here this is good yeah. oh it's, it's beautiful <laughs> it's far enough in the distance where we can hear it but also far enough where it the the the, the trees and and the air and the breeze muffles it enough for it to sound like ocean and then i like when i'm in there i'm, I'm not wearing my earbuds simply because i want to hear the birds like yeah. it's so beautiful and you look up we run early so the sun is just coming up 
and you could see the sun, sun shining and it's just incredible. It's just that we are, like I said, I said it before, I'll say it again. We are really lucky to have that park in place. You know, and it's got to be nice. I mean, that's, that's the thing with, you know, California uh, trails and running out here. We don't get the change of seasons either. So that itself, right? Like, cause it's, it's pretty lush over there um, from the images that I've seen. So you've got to kind of get this, as you say, as it rains, it gets a lot thicker. And then as you know, this, the fall comes in, it's gotta be just gorgeous with the changing colors. And then obviously then the landscape kind of changes a little bit when it gets to be winter time. Right. And it's, it changes, it changes a lot. Right. So here in New York, we really get four seasons and every, especially as the seasons change every week when we're in the, in the forest, it looks like a completely different and new place as the, as the leaves start to fall and the leaves change color. I can't stop looking up and just enjoying it. And then we don't even sometimes know where we're running because the leaves are covering the ground. And then as that gives way to the snow and we're literally, we're out there in the snow and there's been times where the snow is like a foot deep and I'm like, I can't wait to go on the trails <laughs> because it's such a different feel and experience. And yeah. I have to just make sure I have the proper shoes for it, but we're actually trekking through in the snow. When it gets icy, it's just dangerous and we stay away. Yeah. We're not silly. And like, like I said, as the seasons change, it's just, it's just gorgeous. And you see how, um, how bare it looks in the winter when all the leaves are gone and uh, everything. Oh God, yes, God. It, yeah, and th- that's a different scene in and of itself. And now we can actually see through to to see who, pe- what people, or who is on the other side, or, and the 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 beavers and the, not the beavers. Oh my God, the chickpunks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Be- <laughs> chickpunks. Uh, that's okay. You know, whatever. If there's beavers in Queens, that's fine. I guess. <laughs> it is what it is. So it's just fun. It's just it's just fun to run in that park. And now I've been running in that park now ten years. <clears throat> okay. So did I? Um, it's some of the pictures that I saw. Is there rail ties? Did it used to be like a railroad that went right through there somewhere? Yes. So there was a railroad that connected one part of Queens to another part of Queens to make it easier to commute into Manhattan. Um, my coach, my my coach still runs. He's 86 years old. Yeah, and awesome. he still runs with us in the trails. And he knows the whole history. I should have really talked to him this past weekend to say, hey, coach, <laughs> like, catch me up on what this place is because I'm going to speak to Jeff this weekend. Uh-huh. This week. But um, yeah, so there used to be a railroad that ran through um, the park that uh, and there's, there was two. There was a commuter and there's also a commercial. So the commercial still runs and every once in a while we'll see a train. Oh, really? It's very, okay. very rarely. And um, the the commuter, they they, they um, abandoned that one. And, you know, the railroads are even, you know, they're all disintegrated and all over the place. And I don't know if you're familiar about a park in New York called the High Rise. And no. it's... Um, a uh, high level park that they've, excuse me, railroad that they unused and they've turned it into a amusement park, a, a park. Oh. And um, they've done very creative things with, with the railroads and how they changed some of, like that they put 
benches along the railroad in, in, in Manhattan. If anybody ever gets a chance to, if you, any of your listeners from California or wherever get a chance to go to New York, definitely visit the High Line. It's, it's so interesting how New Yorkers have been creative enough to create spaces like this for people to just go and just relax and enjoy. And they're petitioning, there's a group in Queens that's petitioning to make a, a, a similar attraction, like a similar park mm-hmm. with the railroad tracks that we have in Forest Park. Oh, that's cool. And a part of me is like, that would be so cool because the High Line was, is so successful and beautiful. But a part of me, again, is like, no, but no, there's going to be too many people in my park. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many how many miles you said, you, now you said you could run for about a couple hours inside the park itself. Like, how many miles do you usually get a chance to clock in there when you're running around? When, when we're with the group and we're running, so we'll do our warm ups in there before we um, really do like track work or or speed work, things of that nature, or hill repeats and things like that. And we'll do a, a fifty to sixty minute warm up on the trails. So we'll knock out about four and a half, five miles, sometimes okay. more inside the park on the trails at any given on any given Saturday or Sunday when we're there together. But uh, one of the one of the guys I run with, he says that, yeah, you can do about seven or eight miles running and even in the zigzag and the turns and everything okay. and never intersect another road that we've already run. I don't know how accurate that it's, is, but that's what he claims. You know what? It's all about trail runners getting creative. That's that's really what it that's, is. It's all about trail runners getting you know? creative. Yeah. You got to you gotta kind of know the lay of the land, I guess, if you don't want to get lost. So I mean, that's cool, though. I mean, if you can squeeze out eight miles in a city park, you know, yeah. that, that doesn't really happen very often. I think in, in uh, San Diego, we've got one, maybe two park. Well, one park you can squeeze in an eight mile course out of. The rest uh-huh. of them are all kind of like probably similar to New York City in the sense that maybe you can get two miles or mm-hmm. uh, an out and back three miles or something like that, right? So it's okay. it's kind of nice to hear that you guys have got that option as well. Um, what One thing that I found, in, and this will be my last tidbit of information for Forest Park that I on my research, <laughs> and I'll, I'll either A, you know this, or I'm going to drop some knowledge on, on you again. Okay, All let's right. see. <laughs> so I, you know, I've learned that the, Forest Park has a lot of just rolling hills. So I, I read that uh, 20,000 years ago that the Wisconsin Glacier actually formed Forest Park itself and the, and the, and the hillside that's in Forest Park. Did you know that? Um, I'm going to have to confirm that with my coach. But no, I didn't know that. That's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna have, I'm really going to take I, that back I, to my group. I started looking at the information. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I was I looked at that and the some of the way the hills were formed in and I don't know if, how it is outside of other boroughs in New York City, but I it, it specifically stated that the Forest Park area uh, was part of the Wisconsin Glacier, and that's how some of those hills were formed in there. So, oh, so yeah, like, so like twenty thousand years ago. So interesting, Jeff. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up and discuss it with Coach. I'll get back to you whether, you know, you're right or not. I'll be like, okay, Jeff. We'll do a fact check. Go back and read that again. Or, or, or. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I like to think that I'm right. I don't know. 
If not, it's a it's a falsehood. Whatever. It, it, maybe uh, it's I'm wrong, but I think <laughs> I think Wikipedia is right on this. So <laughs> you think what? I, I think it. I think Wikipedia is right on this. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know, Wikipedia is right just about on ninety. Well, yeah, right. If it's if it's on Wikipedia, it's it's one hundred percent correct. That's the there way you I. Go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's let's move into like some of your you, you talk about trail races in uh, in New York City. So all and if people don't know. And I could be wrong on the this trail or the runs in Central Park, but are all of the races uh, put on in New York City still run by the New York uh, Roadrunners? Is that right? Uh, the New York Roadrunners, yeah, they're they're okay. maybe the most known organization, okay. and they definitely um, take advantage of their <clears throat> of the, the use of Central Park. Yeah. But they're not the only they're not the only ones who who organize races in in New York City. There's a lot of other smaller organizations. There's another one called New York City Runs, and there's um so Queens chapters of different organizations that run um that hold and and host races. But New York New York Roadrunners is definitely the biggest organization, most yeah. popular, most successful, and that's the those are the races that my team runs. Okay, and those are the ones that we really compete in. I'm not much of a competitor. But I do attend. <laughs> I do participate. It's all right. <laughs> a couple of the other that. guys on my team are very fast, and they they're very competitive, and they win races, so they're fantastic. Nice. So, how many uh, races? Because uh, in Central Park, do you end up doing a year? Is it just you just focus on one or two, or is it, uh, or is there multiple events over the course of the summertime? And I assume that most of the races that happen in a Central Park are probably happening in, in between spring and fall. There's not much happening in the wintertime, right? All year round, Jeff. All year round. Oh, I like All it. Well, I, I guess that would make sense because New York Marathon is in December. So if you can, New York New York City Marathon is always the first week of November. Oh, November. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Always the first week of November because it's a, you know, good temperature at that point in mm. New York. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Um, but um, yeah, they, they, they hold races all year long. Fewer races in like in, in the in January. There's fewer yeah. races. But uh, it comes spring, summer and fall. There's a, a race almost every other weekend. They have um, they have team races, which get very, very competitive because team because that's where all the clubs kind of um, run to and we get scored and 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 things like that so uh, come the end of the year there's a big gala that everybody attends to see who's the best runner of the year things like that <laughs> and then there's more of the um, leisure or fun or uh, races that are being held for charity organizations and so they're uh, I can say they easily they easily hold like what was I saying before uh, a race every other week, at least, at least one. Um, so mm, that, that's, that's a lot of races. That's, you got like 20 races or more um, in the course of a year. And yeah. as a club, we run, we run a lot of them. And again, all of the seasons and I'm beginning to, I, I'm beginning to think maybe I need to be in California because sometimes the winter races, they're, they're not fun. <laughs> I don't think they're fun because you butt off before and after the race. You've got yeah. thousands of people running one race. So to, to use the facilities, to get there in time, to do your bag check, to, to line up, it's all for like a 20 minute run 
or maybe even let's say it's a half marathon, mm. it, it's it, it becomes a three, four, five hour event, you know? Yeah. And it's it's a little bit much in the winter. And me, I've got Caribbean blood, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> well, it, it also sounds like Forest Park needs its own races, I think, right? A little yeah, race in so your backyard, that'd be kind of nice. And is there <laughs> is there any races in Forest Park area or no? There are. Oh, there, there are. are there okay. a few um, Queens organizations that run races in Forest Park that we don't attend because New York Roadrunners is not doing it. And oh. partly because our noses are nice and high up in the air. I right? guess. You got to look out <laughs> for the little guy, you know? Come on. But not really. It's mostly because um, there, there's smaller races and, and we do try to save our legs and our races for the New York City Roadrunner races because um, my runners are competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll need to get we'll we need to talk about getting you into one of those those races over at Forest Park. You got to look out for the little guy, all right? You got to get into their races too. Like our yeah, races, yeah, our trail races are only are only four hundred people deep. I mean, that's a those are good like <laughs> like grassroots events to get into. Get to yeah. know your, get to know some people, right? <laughs> it's funny when people ask me about these races and they say, "Did you win?" And I'm like, "I'm one of forty thousand people. No, I didn't win. I'm not an elite." star you know i wasn't born in kenya like no no i didn't win so but i can stand to win a race if maybe i ran one of those forest park races because i would be one of 400 like you said and not one of forty thousand. it's all about perspective see it's It's like (laughs) (laughs) so uh, out of since you've been uh doing your uh, all your running hour in forest park and you've done your events in in central park What's what's one of the, the best stories you can take away from your running experience in New York City? Yeah, yeah. And Jeff, I'm sure like your listeners can definitely appreciate everything that I'm about to say. And plus, they, I'm sure everybody's got their own thing, too. But um, something about lining up with those 40,000 other people for a race, mm-hmm. um, knowing that we got, a, got out of our beds when most of New York is still stumbling <laughs> into somebody else's bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. That's <laughs> <laughs> and and, and we, we, we got up early and we trekked over into the city. And now, you know, we, we, we have all this energy inside us. Most of it is caffeine. And we're standing around looking to the person to our left and our right, saying good luck, you know, giving that power nod and, and saying have a good race. All your sneakers look fantastic and, and things like that. There's something about the energy there that just kind of just carries you through the race and even as you're running and you see somebody else stop and you're like you got this go and they're rooting you on as well and you cross the finish line even after you're cursing at yourself the whole time <laughs> like why am I doing this why am I even here I'm miserable and this is this is for me my thoughts some people just love it and on, on, on a good day I'll love it too but for the most part I'm like oh especially when I'm pushing myself you know because I'm mm-hmm. in my mind I want to get a certain time and and I'm like, oh, and then I crossed the finish line. It's like I did it. I did something that mo- like that many people could but won't all before most of New York wakes up for the morning, you know. Yeah. And and then, you know, that one person that taps you on the shoulder and says, you know, you were keeping you were helping me keep my pace. So thank you. And then, you know, we give like a sweaty hug to a complete stranger. <laughs> all, <laughs> all of those things 
things, you know, they kind of build up and they just make that running and racing experience all worth it. And it's just such a sense of accomplishment and getting home and feeling like after my shower, I'm just going to crawl into bed and just sleep yeah. for a few hours or I'm ready to go wine and dine and just celebrate. <laughs> well, just speaking on the experience aspect of it, it also that in itself, like being able to talk to somebody who you don't know. And they tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, thank you for, you know, pushing me. And you didn't even know that. Right. Like, so that's right. the experience of the of, of a running race mm-hmm. that also shows like how much that was missed in yeah. 2020. Right. And how much more it's it's appreciated and yes. and understood, you know, now as we move forward is like, oh, my God, this was awesome. I'm glad I had a chance to come out here and run with you. Thanks for pushing me. And it, it means I think in some cases it means a lot more to people now. Right. Because yes. you're not really taking it as for granted as much. And I right. think that that in itself and um, that's that's why I love doing what I do is you get a chance to see that in all different types of people of, Hey, thank you so much for pushing me up that hill or, you know, walking with me for that mile because I, I I was, I was hurting, you know? So it's, it's really kind of cool to have those experiences and see that happening once again. Yeah. We had our first normal race two weeks ago in Central Park. So this was the first time that this wasn't their first race since the pandemic. Everything else had been socially distant and staggered starts, but this was the first back to normal race. It was two weeks ago. It was an amazing experience. And like you said, it was like all this was so missed and so welcomed right now. (laughs) Yeah. so San Diego itself, uh, we've there's been one or two trail races that have happened. They just allowed their first road race. We opened California opened up on June 15th, but a lot of the races hadn't happened until July. So we had uh, San Diego itself had its first half marathon. It's kind of the same thing you're talking about. There was a lot of people that were out there like, I can't believe that we're back and running. And, and it might have <laughs> been a little bit smaller than that they we're regularly used to, but it was nice to see that vibe back in, in the city again, as far as the races go. So, and again, it's, it's easier for trail race organizers because we get a chance to operate with 400 to 300 people. And Mm -hmm. those are kind of overlooked a little bit as far as, you know, social distance and everything else. Right. So it's, you can kind of get away with a little bit more of that stuff, but regardless, the experience is still the same. And, and whether you're 400 or 40,000, it's, it's great. But, uh, um, so I want to, I want to ask you about your book really quick. I I want to make sure that we get a plug. So it's the international women of color who boss up. Yes. Yes. Um, I didn't, I, that's the one thing I didn't get a chance to read or research yet. So I would love to hear a little bit more about, about this book and, and where people can find it, what, what it means to, to you that you've were able to put this out and all that stuff. So I'm a co-author of that book. So I'm in there with, um, 16 other women of color and the women of color include Asian, Latina, African-American, and, um, where we all, um, are, bosses in our own industries. So me, myself, I've had a business for 11 years in the consulting um, business world uh, in New York. So I still, that's where I am right now. And that's, so that's my nine to five. That's what pays the mortgage. And I just recently started a fitness consulting, a fitness coaching business um, via online. It's an online company. 
I started that during the pandemic. So starting that and, and, and meeting, you know, new people and everything. And I have a, a mentor and she says, listen, somebody's putting together a book. It's called Women of Color Who Boss Up. And they're having um, the next the next book of her series is um, Women of Color. And um, she ended up calling it International Women of Color. Tam Luke, she's the one who heads it up, ended up calling it International Women of Color because we do have some international authors in that book. And it was a really amazing, um, it was a really amazing experience meeting and collaborating with these other women because yes, I own two businesses currently mm -hmm. and I really thought, you know, I'm a boss girl, <laughs> I'm a boss babe, but these women really bought like good stuff to the table. Um, the intelligence, the mindset, the, um, their, their, um, their their willingness, their conviction, everything that they brought to the table to do what it is that they love, despite people telling them that, that they couldn't because of who they were. Some of them, their mothers even said, no, women are not supposed to do things like that, so you shouldn't. And yet, other um, um, contradictory to what society and what people thought that they should be doing as women, they did what they were passionate about doing, what they felt in their heart was right to do within their respective industries. And so it was um, beautiful to be a part of that book, collaborating with those women and knowing me myself, I'm I'm a business owner in, in an industry in New York that's male dominated. And I really take pride in that fact. And um, I, I, I employ five women of color myself and it didn't even, that wasn't even what the point and goal was. It just yeah. happened. I one day turned around and looked at my staff and said, nobody here is white. And like, that, wasn't, that wasn't the goal. It just was right. So, and then the, and then with the coaching business that I, that I did, and it's because yes, I'm good at what I do for my nine to five and my, and that business, but my passion is fitness. And I've come to learn and, and respect that at an older age. And so now that I am where I am and I feel like I've gotten all these certifications and knowledge in, and, and definite passion in this industry, I feel like I want to coach and teach and just take people by the hand and lead them to their own fitness and, and health and nutrition. And it's, it's an area where there's so much information out there, right? Information at our own fingertips. And because it is, there's so much information, people are very, very overwhelmed by the information. Nobody really knows where to start. Some yeah. people are good at it naturally and they know what works for them, but other people really need help in the, in the area. And that's where I would come in. And so I'm happy to be a part of anybody's wellness journey as whether it's for themselves, whether it's to strengthen, lose weight, or because the doctor said so, or anywhere in between, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I try to just keep it light and fun. So I, I speak about all of that in the book. And um, that book, I have a website. It's um, C Fit Coaching. So C Fit Coaching is the name of my business. The letter C Fit Coaching.com. That's my website and it's on pre-sale. Any of your listeners that jump on my website and leave an email address will get a free gift from me, Jeff. So that oh, would be very go. much appreciated. Make sure that those get into the show notes for sure. Thank so. you. <laughs> We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get some people to jump on your website and, and check out the uh, check out the book and and learn a little bit more about your story and some of the other women that 
helped in, you know, co-author that book. So yes, yes. Thank you. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for, for joining me today. It was really fun to a, get the chance to meet you and talk to you a little bit more and, and mm. learn a little bit more about what the New York City trail running lifestyle is all about. It's, it's fun. I, I, that's, I always, I say this all the time. It's like, that's one of the best things that came out of the pandemic for me. It was being able to do this podcast and have a chance to meet new people who I would probably have never had the opportunity to meet. Right. I mean, yeah. talking to people on the East coast and the Midwest and, you know, all over in all different you know, backgrounds and, yeah. you know, so it's, that's been the funnest part of it. And, and this is just another great example of having a chance to talk to somebody that's refreshing to talk to and has some energy and has some experience and, <laughs> and what we like to talk about. So it's, it's been fun. So thank you very much. Oh, Jeff, I had such a good time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, we'll, for everybody listening in, we'll make sure that the uh, CFIT coaching is and the book information is in the show notes. So you'll have a chance. But uh, Carmel, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too, Jeff. Thanks. All right. And um, you're in San Diego, right? I am, yeah. Yep. I, San Diego is one of my favorite cities. I love San Diego. So I next know, time I'm out, I'm going to look you up, Jeff. Yeah. Please do. Please do. And and when I get out to New York City next time, I'll, I'll make sure to, to head over to Queens and, and go yeah. take a run take a run yeah. with you in Forest Park, huh? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for listening in to another Trail Life episode. Uh, that was the very fun, very energetic Carmel Jean-Francois. And I really appreciate her sharing her stories about being a New York City trail runner, uh, where you can run, the parks in New York, uh, the races, the the landscape, everything. It's just really cool to hear uh, stories and and background of other of other areas so that way if you get a chance to go you have the opportunity to understand what you're getting into as far as the trails over in a certain area and just as a quick fact check i did check into the new york city parks uh, website and yes forest park in queens the hills there were actually formed by the wisconsin glacier twenty thousand years ago so not only are we dropping some trail stories and knowledge today i'm also helping out with historic knowledge as well. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the stories. Thanks for listening in. And I will see you out on the trails real soon. Music for the Trail Life podcast was provided by the Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer. Matt Meyer.